Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Blurg. I'm Nick. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Shocks him every time. <laughs> Joined by, I just like, I love her. I love her so much. Joined by the incomparable Julie. Hi. Today we're delving into the Fighting Irish, a palate cleanser to the Source Awards, and gosh, just, just a real fun time. Nathan Lane cameos as Jack's brother, a ne'er-do-well grifter embroiled in his latest con, scamming 30 rockers out of their money and dig- Sorry, I'm getting word that there is no dignity remaining among the 30 rockers. Why is that? Well, in one of our subplots, the episode shamelessly grovel at the pigeon-toed feet of Liz Lemon, who, when tasked with laying off 10% of her staff, goes batshit crazy and fires everyone and stands in the way of her delusional, unrequited love affair with flower guy now julie do you need to know someone's name to be obsessed and in love with them no a hundred percent not <laughs> i mean <laughs> they don't even have to be real it could be a cartoon fictional character and i'm in for it um in other plots tracy finds god in a hopeless place jenna appears for a cumulative 67 seconds much to julie's delight and josh has a line strap on your diapers folks because we're going to houston to orlando in under nine hours slancha what is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Can I help you? Yes, sweetheart. I'm looking for Jack Donahue. And you are? Eddie Donahue, Jack's brother. Really? Because Jack never mentioned a brother, and his name is Donaghy, not Donahue. You know, you could be pretty if you didn't scowl so much. Tracy, this is Jack's brother, Eddie. Hi. <laughs> is this episode actually that good, or just compared to the Source Awards, is it that much better? Or both? Well, and the problematic scale is pretty low, so that makes it much more watchable, right? There aren't too many moments where you're like, oh, ah, oh, oh, ah, so... That makes it fun. I feel like Alec Baldwin is amazing in this episode. Liz Lemon's funny. It's a good one. It's a super funny one. And before we dive in, the amount of cameos in this episode, remarkable. I feel like the entire time I was that Leonardo DiCaprio from the Hollywood movie meme where he's just like looking at the TV and he's like, oh, I know that person. Like every single time it was just like, oh, hey, Veep reunion. How's it going? But it's not a reunion because it's a prequel, right? So it's Veep prequel. It's the rarest of all Anna Klumskis, which is post My Girl and pre Veep. It's just like that's a collector. That's a collector's moment right there. She's also in a couple fantastic episodes of Law and Order. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> once I've, the murder, once the murder. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, cool. that's true range. I feel like <laughs> everything we do is now through the lens of Drag Race and Law and Order because that's become so much of our life in this quarantine. That's how I look at America now. That's how. Uh, I I do like that we open up on the NBC Fitness Center that couldn't be more of a fake sign than I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's like floating in a weird space. You're like, how did this happen? Interestingly, trivia note, the fitness instructor, Jason Sudeikis' sister. Sister Kristen. I'm the one that does the research. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I spent 15 minutes preparing. Well, did you go to her um, website with her That's choreography a, yeah. on it? You should describe it. You did go? Did go, yeah. I went there. I went did for it. Did you watch the video that's on there? It's like 11 minutes long with the John Legend song? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. <laughs> really moving. I definitely would take the uh, advanced cardio hip-hop class, whatever it was. 
that didn't have the word strip, salsa, or beat with a Z, beats with a Z. I would take that class. Mm-hmm. Those are prerequisites for most things in life. Um, cardio, hip hop, groove, all about it. I do love how like Floyd is just exceptionally good at that. The entire time, Jason Sudeikis goes right in. It's I see where the obsession lies with Liz Lemon. And uh, <laughs> I, it's just like, I have obviously been in dance classes with you both. And I am for sure the Liz Lemon of the group <laughs> where someone's just Don't like, give up, ponytail. Don't give up, ponytail. You can do it. Just how much were you loving how little Jane Krakowski was in this? It was fantastic. But I hated the hat enough to last more than a minute. So. <laughs> Don't give up, ponytail. And then she turns the wrong way. You're just like, oh. You got this. Slide. That's me every single time. But I also could relate to the fact that she's like, oh, I just threw out those flowers. They were, they smelled so bad, but I couldn't stop smelling them. I'm like, I feel you. <laughs> have you experienced that when you have like flowers at home and you're like, God, these are, there's something, it's not good, but I got to smell them again. No, again. Or here, smell the sponge or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Well, we move on to the next scene where Jack is trying to uh, loosen Liz up a little bit, get her laughing, get her, her ooh-ah, yay, her ooh-ah sensations by watching the little panda sneeze <laughs> and then immediately announcing she has to fire 10% of her staff. If I saw my boss on my computer in my office, I would freak out. Like, that's not a shared computer. Your that's boss your is on this call. <laughs> okay, no. She's not- definitely seen what you're watching on your computer during work. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love how Liz is like, I've never fired anyone in my life. Have either of you fired people? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. I may not have fired anybody, but I definitely would be up for putting bags on my head and playing a game of Marco Polo like the essential employee. Everyone on this <laughs> indispensable. <laughs> Marco. <laughs> I looked like fun. I looked like I mean, how else are you supposed to spur on the creative process? <laughs> With working? No. It's true. Being creative on demand is not easy. Look at us. We do it so well, but it is hard work. And then Liz is starting to talk to Pete about it and says, getting fired is better than getting killed by my wife with her big farm people <laughs> hands crushing my windpipe. Everything okay at home, buddy? This is when we find out that Pete lied about uh, vasectomy, which shitty. Pete's a shitty husband. Oh, yeah. He sexually assaults his wife. Yeah. He forgets Valentine's Day. <laughs> Same level. And um, he doesn't get a vasectomy. He lies about getting a vasectomy. There it is. It's the lying. I like how Liz is super game, though. She's just like, okay, here's a key to my apartment. I get it. Let's do it. Just for his safety. Tracy approaches them and wants to talk about getting a recommendation on a church because his attorney thinks it's a good idea preemptively because once he does get in trouble, people look bad at you if you join religion after that. And so she asks if she wants something. He wants something good like Judaism or just like Unitarian. So, would you rather be Jewish, Unitarian, or go to the Church of Practicology? I mean, Practicology <laughs> just for, like, the experience. Um, I would never escape, though. But then I'd be closer to being Lisa Remini, which is my dream. Leah Remini? What'd I say? Lisa? <laughs> it's a rainy day. It is a rainy day. But we did go to the Church of Practicality, Practicology, where in Scientology, they call that auditing, you know, when you hold on to the electrometers or whatever and someone talks to you but i wish that what would come out of my mouth is i believe the moon doesn't exist i believe vampires are the greatest golfers and they don't get to choose themselves i believe there are 31 letters in the white people alphabet which made me think 
how many letters are in our alphabet? It took me a second. How often do you think about that? <laughs> not that often. Not that often. Um, I think the, the, what is it, five additional letters would be um, whatever letters it takes to make the whitest phrases in the world, which is like, um, there's my cardio for the day after walking up a flight of stairs, or it's got a little kick to it when handing someone a cooler ranch Dorito. Or things like that that are just How like about, I'm so like, lonely, 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 lonely. <laughs> or saying <What>? yellow. <laughs> Liz's religion is to do whatever Oprah tells her to, and I have to say I was the same way in the '90s and the early aughts. Whatever Oprah says, I'm down. Oprah says never let them take you to a second location. Done. She could have said that. If you listen to people, they'll tell you who they are. So true. I need to listen to people. I just wait for my moment to speak. Even when I ask a question, I'm just like, I'm only asking this because I want to talk about my answer <laughs> later. So, What's your answer to what did you think of Nathan Lean as Jack's brother? He, he's really good. I thought he's enjoyable. I'm not super bought into Nathan Lane just in general. I'm not sure why. Um, but Super good, super funny. Molly Shannon, I'm game for 100% of the time, every time. So when she showed up, I was just like, yes, God, let's go. Nathan Lane was super good, though. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't think they any of them, like, I, I didn't feel like they were actually siblings, but I thought he was fun. So Eddie Donna, he comes in, and Liz questions whether or not he's really Jack's brother until he's like, you know, you could be pretty if you didn't scowl so much. To which Liz is like, okay, Tracy, this is Jack's brother Eddie. Hi. And then she brings him in to see Jack and a fight ensues, of course. Yeah, that was an interesting camera angle for 30 Rock. Like, we don't usually get those tight close-ups on each character panning back and forth as if we're in the fight. Um, we've got that a lot this episode, just from, like, a cinematography point mm -hmm. of view, because I once, like, took a class on it in 11th grade. And so, like, I'm basically Martin Scorsese. Ubs. Yeah, later on when they go for the fight and he's like, let me introduce you to St. Patrick and St. Michael. And he's obviously like cheating his body towards the camera. It's a really strange um, yeah. angle for them. We should, I want to be a drag queen called Martin Scorsese now. And I think we should make that happen. <laughs> so Jack's brother is saying, it's about dad. He died. He wants you to have this watch. <laughs> and Jack hasn't seen his... Um, dad yeah, i was like what's the Damn. word <laughs> it left me just like my dad left me now, not... he hasn't seen him since the edge of 17 um stevie nick song for all you tiktokers out there i know they're big and in vogue again and um yeah he's dead and then the contentious linguistic differentials on the donaghy donaghy name really seem to sink into jack who forces liz to pronounce it as donaghy it's a it's a Beyonce moment full on. He's like, say it, say my name. Say my name, say my name. When the one is around you, say Donaghy, I love you. Um, you also skipped over the fact that he hasn't seen Eddie since he bailed him out of Disney jail, which, by the way, exists. I skipped over one line. I know, but I researched it and I want to talk about it. Okay, go for it. Okay, so Disney jail does exist. <laughs> it's just a room, mostly for shoplifters and drunk people. Wish Fires of the pit crackle and pop for those who worship Disney, the false prophet. I'm Reverend Gary. We're going to meet Gary. But first, Kenneth has to walk you into Margon, which is a real restaurant. 
It's one of the most popular Cuban restaurants in the heart of the New York, and it is a six-minute walk from 30 Rock. So I love that they're keeping it real. You know what I mean? <laughs> when they went to that hotel on New Year's Eve, I knew exactly where it was. Six-minute walk from 30 Rock. I bet they eat there all the time. Sounds amazing. They go down in the basement. That is where his church is, right? Eighth day resurrected of the covenant of the Holy Trinity. Sure. Yeah. I don't remember what Reverend Gary says, but it totally freaks Tracy out and he decides to leave. And Kenneth is like way into the doomsday cult. He's like, yeah, we're all going to die. Sounds great. I got it. I got it. I wrote this one down. Um, because Reverend Gary is very similar to Reverend Wayne Gary Wayne or whatever from Unbreakable Gary Kingsman. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Also written and produced by Tina Fey, who also plays Liz Lemon. What? <laughs> so Reverend Gary points at Tracy and is like, God sees the wicked one. Eternal damnation is upon the sinner. The stench of rotten flesh fills the air. Judgment is upon us all. How will you be surprised? And Kenneth the entire time is just like, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Neat. So Tracy leaves. Reverend Gary and Kenneth uh, bang, I'm assuming, based on like them both as people. Gay. Kenneth so far has only licked a woman's face and been totally embarrassed in front of Grace Park. But... <laughs> Do you oh, know what I did when I was straight? Course. I licked a woman's face and I flirted with someone named Grace Park. All right. It ends. Well, now everybody is sucking up to Liz in the hopes of not being laid off. Frank is wearing a Liz Rocks hat. Jenna, Frank, Saray, and Henry all are giving her love on the way there. Sorry. Eddie's staying at the YMCA and feeding a dog and then eating dog food. That's terrible. And- <laughs> He's just like <laughs> ripping through your nose right now. Terrible. Roth hated it. Brutal. Terrible. Gross. He's like, I've got a real job. I talk, I talk homeless people into joining the army. Yikes. Been nothing but trouble to you. Juby Jonestown in that time I punched Goofy, which I'm guessing is when he ended up in jail. <laughs> right? Yeah. We had some great times, didn't we? Um, this was my favorite exchange of the whole episode. Are we still doing that? Because this is my favorite exchange. Sure. Neat. Did you want to speak more about it? No, I'm good. Thanks, though. <laughs> I just wanted to acknowledge that like, this is the best. Correct. Well, have you ever had Fainter. an or and somebody that you like is making out with somebody you don't like? Every time someone's making out with someone that's not me, I don't like it. <laughs> well, Floyd and Liz Lemler are making out. And then Floyd inappropriately is like, we've been dating on and off for about a year. It's hard to stay broken up when somebody works with you. Um, if that's true, don't ever tell anybody who you don't really know that in an elevator. It would hurt my feelings. Would it? Why? And now if I were that her. person... Oh, well, sure. Yeah, but she wasn't there. No, but as Oprah says, people are telling you who they are all the time. If he's going to continue to date somebody he doesn't even really like and talk shit about her, how do you think he's going to treat you? What do you think about that, Floyd? It's Flower Guy. She doesn't know his name yet. I know his name. It's Floyd. <laughs> um, so we find out from Floyd, besides that he's a terrible person, um, that Liz Lemler works in Liz Lemon's accounting department. Scandalo. So Liz runs into Pete's office and is like, I know who can fucking fire the bitch standing away of my happiness. So she has to be in the lower 10%. And what, what does that mean? 10% of what? I don't know. That's confusing because they all have different roles. How can you get like what metric is are all of them complying with? Like is Frank giving the same 10% as an accountant? Like how do you I guess, well, Jack sees everyone as dollar signs, as we'll see later in the series. So maybe he's just like, well, obviously Frank is worth $3 and Pete is worth 7 So get rid of Frank. Yeah, that part does not make sense to me. It's the only part that doesn't make sense for me. The rest of the episode is pure logic. 
Well, your favorite banter was earlier. Mine is now when Liz is discussing <laughs> the amazing lady astronaut. She was a lady with a plan. She had diapers, mace, Houston, a ride to Houston, Orlando, and nine hours blammo. Love it. <laughs> and then Pete says, yeah, I, I know I'm the guy who lied to his wife about having a vasectomy. I'm not a great person, but this is wrong. This is, this is the lie. It's like, no, then, no, it's not. Jack's out of my hair. People are being nice to me. And there's a guy I like in the building and I have the power to fire his girlfriend. Boom. Liz's eyes. First of all, there's your Emmy right there. And her eyes in that scene, I was just like, I fear you. And I fucking love it. Um, Yeah. Things are lining up for old Liz Lemon. Yeah, she's great <laughs> in this scene. She is. Now we move over to Eddie and Jack who are having a tickle fight in the hallway, which makes them as uncomfortable <laughs> as the Jeffrey Tubin in news we heard about this week. Brutal. It, I loved it. Not the Tubin news. That was gross and he should be fired. But the tickle fight? Cute. Just just, just brothers being brothers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about an adult tickle fight 20 years later. So then there's a mean dad yelling at kids and he is the guy who was in um, Legit. Did you guys ever watch that with Jim Jeffries? He was also in Veep. I know. I was getting there. I'm so sorry. And the Goldbergs. Dan Bacadal. But Legit is an awesome show with Jim Jeffries um, about him taking care of a friend who has different abilities. That's a really... The first two seasons are amazing. Then it becomes crap. But anyway, watch that if you haven't seen Legit. So the dad who we all know now from Veep, is yelling at the kids, and he's like, that's why mommy left us. You're just like, oh my god. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking laughed. What does that say about me? He's a cold-hearted snake. Look into <laughs> his eyes. So since they see this moment of horror, Jack gets inspired to get all the siblings together. He's like, we're Irish. We're, in, we're forgiven. They want to see you. It's going to be great. So this is a fun <laughs> moment because... Um, Irish people, we hold grudges as firmly as we hold our whiskeys at family funerals, of which there's about three a year. It's like, how do we know this person? We don't. Get in the car. We're going. So now T Tracy's talking to Jenna, up, and she's like, I'm so glad you asked me about Kabbalah. It mixes <laughs> the fun parts of Judaism with magic. <laughs> what do you think about Kabbalah as a chosen one? I have no idea. I don't know anything about Jewish mysticism. I think there's some ecstatic dancing in it. Obviously, Madonna thought it was cool. <laughs> they're like irish catholic you can do anything as long as you go to confession it's forgiven that this was cute. my yikes moment when he was like well, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding the catholic church because of the da vinci code <laughs> and not the uh, secret touchings yikes and then tracy's like i'm irish catholic <clears throat> everyone agrees to donate to eddie to suck it up to liz for the chicago what is it all saints hospital Yes. Hilarious. Good one, Eddie. And then Eddie Donna Donahue, right? He's a Donahue. Yes. Jack's a Donahue. Says, wow. I bet Pop's looking down right now and saying, if I could come back and do any broad, it would be that one right there. Aww. Hey, Liz. Oh, hey, Liz. <laughs> Right, so I'm doing these quick performance reviews. I'm going to be doing them with everybody every six months or so. So um, are you settling in okay? Yeah, everyone's been great. Learning where stuff is. What would you say are your weaknesses? It, some people say I'm too nice. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, hopefully I'll still be working for GE. It's a great company for working moms. What? You know, in five years. I mean, I'm in a relationship right now, but then I'll probably have a couple of kids be living in the suburbs, just having it all, really. You're fired! I'm the 
cider. Well, here we meet all the Donaghy, Donaghy's, however they pronounce it. Molly is there, Shabana, Fallon, it's Patrick, Patricia, Catherine, and Margaret, who we just <laughs> She looks thrilled to be there. Thrilled. And they're talking about their dad, and Shabana Fallon says he was he was always ready with a joke or a rum ball in his pocket for the kids, which doesn't sound good. What's his name? Eddie. Immediately breaking his seven-month sobriety. No problem. Just a swig and a miss. <laughs> Eddie, you magnificent douchebag. <laughs> Which is how Julie refers to me every time before we're on air. I do appreciate how Catherine Catherine um, <laughs> both spelled differently, once with a K, once with a C. So she's K Catherine, C Catherine. It's like, stop throwing off and have a drink when he's like, I've been clean and sober for seven months. Nah. Supportive. Supportive family. Then we head on to Liz and Liz having a face-off where Liz is sort of testing the waters um, by giving quick performance reviews that she swears she'll give to everyone. Um, when she asks what Liz Lemler's weaknesses are, she says, some people say I'm too nice, which immediately I was like, yeah, you should fire her. When someone says, like, what are your weaknesses? Um, I'm a perfectionist. I'm too nice. I, I work too much. It's just like, fuck you. Tell me, tell me who you really are, because those aren't answers. Um, so then, once Liz Lemo reveals that she wants to have kids soon, presumably with Jason Sudeikis's Floyd Flower Guy character, Liz goes a little just so fucking crazy. Um, Liz Lemo's like, you know, in five years, I'm, I'll, I'll probably want to have a couple kids in the suburbs just having it all. The famous maxim of Liz Lemon. So she reacts appropriately by saying, you're fired. I am the decider. So funny. I think one of my top three favorite quotes of the episode. Of the episode, wow! And then <laughs> this whole twenty-three minutes is one of your top three. So then Pete threatens to tell HR about Liz's firing, so she fires Pete. And then she goes into her office where the rest of the accounting team is there to complain about her firing Liz, and she fires all of them. And then she rips open a bag of I don't know off-brand M and M's. I stopped it. I couldn't. I couldn't make out what they were, but they the way they were falling out of her mouth, they looked like peanut M&Ms. But. Uh-huh. Um, it's like chain smoking after like a really rough event, except for her, it's it's food. Uh, well, later on, she says, I need to go talk to food about this. I'll be back. Which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Um, then she's talking to Jack, and this is a moment out of my life, where he's like, a plan that got out of control, Lemon. Is this about a boy? <laughs> What's his name? Flower guy. Back Delta. He likes me more than her. Oh, she's like sad and then says, I'm going to go talk to some food about this, which I've done many times without announcing it. But I really will start to use that more in my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why go to a therapist when you can talk to some food about it? Actually, you know what? Put those two together. Eat while talking to your therapist. While watching people suffer on TV and Survivor or The Biggest Loser. Yeah. Maybe even leave the therapist out of it. It sounds like you're <laughs> pretty well occupied. We got it. <laughs> Got it. Mental health clean. <laughs> so now we find out um, that Eddie is running a scam. Spell out cash. Boom. Roasted. It's like, oh. So surprise, the dad is alive. He comes in basically in the same suit and is trying to run the exact same scam, saying that Eddie has died and he's left in this watch. Terrible. I love how it's so unceremonious. He's just like, your brother's dead. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm pulling the dead man's curve on Jack. You were supposed to do that thing in Sacramento for me. 
This is where the weird camera angles come in for me. They're about to fight. Jack says, I've done enough talking. He gets real Boston. You're going to talk to St. Patrick and St. Michael. And dad says, why don't you talk to Tip O'Neill and Bobby Sands, who was a member of the Provisional Irish Republican <laughs> Army and died on finger strike while imprisoned in, the, in Northern Ireland. And then they <laughs> says, say hello to Bono and Sandra Day O'Connor. Now, who would you like? Of, of those three sets of fists, who are you going to take on? Who's Bobby Sands? I just told you. He was a member of the original Irish okay, Republican Army. Okay, 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 okay. While in Who's prison, Tip, <laughs> Tip O'Neill was the Speaker of the House, Democrat, Irish Boston. Chill. Um, can I, like, mix and match some fists? Like, like no. Frankenstein? Just one set of fists. <laughs> Who do you think you can beat? Oh, beat? None of them. Well, Tip O'Neill was very old and is dead. Bobby Sands is also dead. St. Francis or St. Patrick and St. Michael are not alive. Doesn't help me. <laughs> um, the answer in improv is yes and. So, okay, so like, yes and, I don't think I could beat any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow everyone gets mad at Liz and Jack's sister punches her in the face. <laughs> Just so fucking funny. <laughs> and I love how Jack was like, you really impressed me there, Liz, with how you can take, take a punch. Terrible. And Jack says it's oddly reassuring, knowing they'll be there to fight over his body before his head is cryogenically frozen. <laughs> and then Jack, in a moment of sweetness, says, I had to rehire Liz Lemler, but I had to give her a promotion too, but it's at our headquarters. And a little soft music plays. And she's like, he's like in Connecticut. She's like, oh, dreamy. That's pretty um, dreamy. Jack has some of those dreamy. Yeah. First of all, Connecticut, not only a great state where Liz Lemler is heading, also a great place to film a horror movie, as we'll find out later in an episode where Jenna films a horror movie in Connecticut. Excellent. Thank you. I did, I did well on that. Did I not? Amazing. Well, you know that episode where they buy each other $0 Christmas presents? Ah, uh, one of my favorite episodes. That, this little moment reminded me of that when Jack just says something, you're like, oh, he's so dreamy. Did you ever think Jack and Liz would um, do it? No, I don't ever feel like it was that, like, will they or won't they? He was always like, no, you are way beneath me and disgusting. And she was like, I don't even find you attractive. Which and I they let her date such hot guys. I appreciate, well, I mean, she ran the show. Right. I do appreciate. She lets date hot guys. Exactly. <laughs> Same. I appreciate how it was never a question that they were always going to be sort of this like paternal, fraternal, familial, sort of just like platonic relationship. And even those moments, it was just like, oh, cute. Like what buds? It feels like a cute thing that some elder statement is doing for his mentee. It never felt like it was tinged with romance. No. Just and I'm glad you feel the same. I do. Great. That's, I'm glad. <laughs> Now we run into the elevator with Floyd, flower guy. Liz is so weird. Yeah. Her girlfriend got her job back. She's like, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. And then they like share a moment. Nonsense. So Hornberger jumps on the elevator and he's like, oh man, insinuating <laughs> basically that they're doing it and he needs the apartment key and he should have just gotten the vasectomy. <laughs> um, to which is Liz is like, let me, let me explain this real quick. For you guys whatever she's um, not just terrible things to floyd anyway they obviously do not mean are not meant to be together who do you think at this stage liz is meant to be with no one alone 
We don't know um, them yet. Yeah. <laughs> She's got some work to do. <laughs> a meat lover sandwich was the correct answer. Good <laughs> call. So Tracy and Jack are talking about Irish Catholicism. Um, Tracy's like, did you hear the good news? I'm Irish Catholic now. Just like you, Regis and the Pope. To which Jack is like, absolutely not. The church has been through enough lawsuits. He says confession is is no free pass because there is the crushing guilt that comes with being Catholic. Tracy's like, oh, I don't want that. And then Jack says, somehow I feel oddly guilty about that. I was thinking that episode of 30 Rock. How many gemstones, Julie, would you give this? I think we need to do it in the chat. I can't reveal my answer just naked out like in the world like that. All right. So we've got Emma at 84, the lowest of the sample, Julie with 89, and me at 93. Explain your answers, team. So rewatchability is always really high on my list. Like, will I go? Is there something in this that I want to see again and again and again? Um, And for me, the scene about her talking about the diapers is funny. And the banter, that's pretty much it. I've never sought it out. You know, it's not like a Bianca episode where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch it again. So it's sure. not going to make it into the 90s for me unless it has something that keeps me coming back to it. But it was super enjoyable. It was a thousand times better than the Source Awards. And Nick, explain your score. I, I don't know. I think this is, I love the cameos. I love Anna Klumsky. It evokes a lot of my girl. Perhaps it's just the nostalgia about it. Just seeing all these faces that makes it enjoyable. I love Molly Shannon. I will literally just watch the Will and Grace episodes of which there are six where she plays that crazy neighbor on loop at least twice a year. So I think just those elements of it were super enjoyable to me. And I love just like the unhinged boss who has to fire and goes absolutely crazy with absolute power. How bizarre, how bizarre. OMC, take us out. Well, thank you all for joining us. Sorry, Julie, go. No, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the next episode. What is the next episode? Fireworks. Ah, love that one. Devin Banks, y'all. Devin Devin Banks Banks. will be there. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Blurg. And we're excited to join you with fireworks. It's going to be an incendiary experience. See you soon. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.